hello and welcome to EPOD, which is our regular look at the week ahead uh, with our Head of Parliamentary Intelligence, uh, Richard Steele. We are back after a, a brief break, but Richard is looking refreshed and tanned in our studio, uh, raring to go. So, Richard, what is number one on your list for next week? Well, Kim, we've got a, a busy week of both committees and the short Brussels mini-plenary session. But I think what's really headlining for, for, for a lot of people is digital single market, DSM2, these long-awaited proposals on issues like geo-blocking, on platforms, on the collaborative economy, etc., that MEPs have been calling for for a long time. So they'll get the uh, straight from the horse's mouth from, from Vice President Ansip and Commissioner Ertinger in a, in a, a short plenary debate on, on Wednesday afternoon. OK, so we're going to get a pretty decent barometer uh, from that discussion of where the most contentious points are going to be in this uh, package. Yeah, it, I think it'll give the political groups the chance to air the areas that they feel have been uh, well covered or, or left out. Clearly, the legislative work will then carry on, uh, in, in the, particularly in the IMCO committee. This is going to keep IMCO... And Vicky Ford and her colleagues are busy for, for months to come. Finally, they're going to get some nice juicy legislation to get their hands on as rapporteur or, or as shadows. Uh, and equally for the Culture Committee, which uh, will, will hopefully get the Audiovisual Media Services Directive, finally a piece of, of nice legislation for them to deal with. But really substantive work in the Parliament, uh, I guess, after the summer and probably towards the end of the year. Yes, I think so. I mean, I think they'll obviously take some time to get all everything sorted out in terms of who's doing what and, and uh, timetables. But uh, this will really start the debate uh, on Wednesday. OK, so digital number one and number two. Number two is the emissions trading system, one of the, the, the really big legislative dossiers going through the Parliament, again pitting the environment and industry committee uh, a bit against each other uh, and what we have next Tuesday in the industry committee is the first look at um, the draft opinion by uh, the Swedish liberal uh, Frederick Federle. Absolutely fantastic pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. Our very own Swedish CEO would be proud. Uh, and, and what Federle has come up with is um, uh, quite a controversial report in many respects but bringing up some of the issues that are already uh, raising concerns among a lot of um, of industries about the tiered approach um, going into four different categories rather than uh, the two proposed by the Commission, you know, the, the whole jostling as to which industries would fall into which. Two tiers versus four tiers. Two tiers versus four tiers, which I think um, that's going to be one of the, the big debates um, in the coming months. We should also hopefully at the end of um, next week finally see Ian Duncan's report, the, 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 the lead rapporteur in Envy, so this is really getting ETS off to uh, to a good start. I'm right in saying that along with his report, he also published a legislative footprint. That's right. He's uh, got a four-page document listing the 120 or so organisations and people he's met, uh, just listing their names uh, and, and, and their bodies, not really giving any details on the issues that were discussed or their position papers, although clearly that's very much what those who are pushing transparency in the Parliament, people like Sven Giegold, whose report on on greater transparency and accountability has, has called for this legislative footprint, they would like to go a step further and include not just names of organisations, but what their amendments or position papers were, what the, what the MEPs actually received. So is this now becoming the norm? I think particularly for these controversial and highly lobbied reports, uh, and certainly when the MEP is coming from a 
more centre-left party, it looks like it's going to become become the norm. Okay. Uh, your point number three. Number three, we're, we're back onto this issue of safe harbour. Um, we've got again at the Brussels mini plenary session a discussion on the Commission's uh, privacy shield proposal that would replace safe harbour, uh, looking to protect the rights of EU citizens whose data is is transferred to the US for commercial purposes and particularly, I suppose, for a for a business audience aiming to ensure legal certainty for business. But this is a non-binding resolution they're discussing that. A- absolutely. This at the moment is just a discussion and a non-binding resolution, and I think we probably still have some, some way to go on this. OK. Uh, MEP of the week, please. Well, MEP of, or MEPs of the week, because I'm talking about two co-rapporteurs, none of, neither of whom figure on Politico's 40 MEPs that matter, um, but they matter if you're following tax, because it's Jeppe Kurford and Michael Teurer, who are the two co-rapporteurs on the Tax 2 Committee, who will be presenting next week their draft report. So the first sight of what follow-on actions are being proposed following uh, the Tax Committee at the end of last year. Thank you very much. Uh, That brings us to the end of uh, this EPOT. Thank you, Richard. Thank you to our listeners. And we will be back soon with another edition.